I'm, I'm rather keen that we don't find any more corpses, so I think um, we should make sure there's nobody else trapped down here. You hear some fighting going on down the, on the floor below. Shall we? Should we be quiet and maybe scope it out a little bit before we get there? You make your way downstairs, but what uh, catches your eye more is that a man in a long coat, boots, an eye patch, and a long white beard made of paper is currently doing battle with a phase spider. And now we continue. This is Whitebeard, the the book pirate. Nice. I'm glad to see he's still kicking. He's definitely kicking. Yes, a lot. Uh, what happened to Crocodile Boy? Did he get dead? Mm, don't know. Did find out. Uh, but with a final thrust of his sword, he paper cuts his way through this phase spider. So like uh, very minor sort of, but really painful cuts. No, no, this is a sword that is very, very sharp. Right. Made of paper. Gotcha. I got ye. Uh, he looks over. Halfling. Okay, Meredith looks up and goes, Hey! Whitebeard! So this this floor looks like the ones above. Um, bookshelves, side rooms for, for private study. No sign of palm trees mm-hmm. and crocodiles. But Whitebeard is still here. Remind me, Whitebeard was on our side? Uh, Whitebeard was someone you encountered in the underlibrary last yeah. time who you got information from. That's right. But you didn't really stick around all that much. Whitebeard was fairly neutral. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, as he wipes the, the goo from his blade. Yeah. What nice brings work. you down here? Oh, we got a message from Bonin. You've met Bonin, right? Aye. He's a fine fellow. He really is. He um he messaged us to let us know that there were some problems down here, but looks like you've got this floor under control. Yes, it seems like we have the same foe today, Whitebeard. We're on the hunt for these spiders. Ah, good, good. I should inform you all that I have been made a junior librarian here in the underlibrary. Oh, congratulations! That's so exciting! Thank you. I seem to have an intimate knowledge of the shelves. Well, that would be very helpful if you wanted to come with us. Your conversation is interrupted by a 
uh, small paper monkey leaping <gasps> off a shelf and like hugging Meredith. Yes! And she's like, Steve! Oh my goodness! I'm so excited to see you! Hello. Hi! <gasps> and she like pats uh, his head. Steven, get off the girl! Oh, it's okay. He's just excited. I'm pretty excited. Friend. She's friend. Definitely. While uh, there's a reunion going on, <laughs> can Potential go and have a look at the face spider, please? Mm-hmm. Given there's like one that's been stabbed, it's more likely she's going to be able to get a better look at uh, them. It has been skewered through the abdomen and is laying on its back. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, it is driven by hydraulics. So as it is... Uh, losing that hydraulic pressure, it is curling up. I essentially want to suss whether they have been created or whether they have been born, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, essentially, did someone put them in the library okay. magically okay. or lab- laboratorily mm. um, as opposed to a face spider found its way inside the library and... yeah. Now there are face spiders, you know? Yeah. Um, that sounds like an arcana check or a nature check. Um, depending on which check you make, I will give you different information. Can I make one of each? Yes. Okay. You can, so t- you can, take, some, you can take some time to study the spider. I mean, there's a reunion happening. I feel like I have some time. Yeah. Um... So the blue dice will be my nature check. The gold dice will be my arcana check. That's mm-hmm. faster or both. Uh, natural 20 plus 6 for my arcana check. Yes. <laughs> and, and 18 plus 3, so 21 for my nature check. <laughs> okay. So you kind of <laughs> So the answer it. is... Mm. The answer is, yes, you do know these things. Um, this spider was not brought here by magic yeah um this spider from your understanding of of spiders and the natural world this spider appears to have been born and grown uh it does appear to have been grown faster than a normal spider should grow okay sorry when you say that it so it grew as in it went from being a tiny spider to a as opposed to you said you said the phrase it's been grown so I just want to check whether oh, you mean it, it, ha, it has it, it has was born and, and grew it has, yeah it, it was born yeah. and grew it hatched and grew but it has grown at a supernaturally fast rate um, and when you say here you mean here in the library here in the library yes um, you know that phase spiders are large as you encountered yeah. one on. Your first day on campus. Yes. This phase spider would be small. If we're using D&D categories. Which we yeah. are, because we're playing D&D. Yeah. As opposed to the ones that we encountered upstairs in the swarm that were tiny. Yeah, those are tiny. Okay. Cool. I mean, She's banking the, that the, information for The swarm occupied a D&D category medium square. But, but there were enough of them they that were, they, they were, were they, yeah. they were all tiny individually. Yeah, yeah they were great. they were made of tiny mm-hmm. spiders. A medium is made of tiny. <laughs> there we go. Good. A, a medium swarm made of tiny creatures. Thank you. Uh, that's all I need. You know, I'm not passing that on to anyone. It's just her trying to 
work out what she's okay. going to do um, about things. Garen will approach Whitebeard. Uh, look, look him up and down. G- give a give an unusual, give a nod. Hello, sir. I don't believe we've met. You are a junior librarian here in the underlibrary. I, I am. Who be you? Do you have a library card? Yes, I. I received one. He pulls out a library card. The sketch that everyone has that shows their identity, mm-hmm. like his is his armored, like helmet head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not exactly a great form of visual identification. There we go. Would fail to be appropriate proof of ID. Yes. Yes. I and Whitebeard is going to make. Oh my gosh, he makes it. He makes the intelligence check and then says. Can't see ye face in the ID card there. How be how be I know that's the right one? Oh, I'm sorry. And he uh, reaches into his pouch and pulls out another identification with the same name, with another picture that is another helmeted picture of him. Mm-hmm. You can see that these identifications they match, and this one says I am part of the town guard. The Eighth division. I, I don't know what that means, but you see, I see you have a guard insignia on your armor, so I suppose I'll let you go. Uh, meanwhile, Meredith is just giving. I'm getting. <coughs> imagine giving scritches to the monkey. Yeah, a hundred percent. Playing fetch, all that jazz. Oh yeah, he is very happy to see you. Mm-hmm. Are you having a conversation or just kind of playing? Yeah, just playing. Uh, Harold, what are you up to? I'm probably just watching all of this happen and being like, this is cool. And then thinking, mm, I don't know if we have time for this. Um, <laughs> and probably just piping up. Um, Whitebeard, as lovely as it has been, uh, we must venture further, I, I'm afraid. We need to get to the source of this uh, spider problem. Ah, ye be following Nora. She passed through here not long ago. Yeah? Which way did she go? She was traveling down further into the library. I have been camping out. He points to one of these side little study rooms, which he looks like he's like set up a tent and things inside of. Mm-hmm. I've been camping out down here in the library since, well, since we met last time. Consider me a, a humble navigator of these parts. Though the forest and jungle has receded, I've know my way around these shelves but I've been taking time here to stop spiders going up any higher. I noticed a couple but the blasted things seem to phase out of existence and my sword he brandishes his, his paper cutlass can only cut so much if you be travelling further into the library I advise caution. We've been repairing and sorting the books after the last time that we had some problems down here the things have improved a lot uh well so they say my first time here as you know was troubling to say the least yes well you managed to get the better of that crocodile at least so i i did what be you wanting to do well i mean it would be good if you could come with us help us out on our way to find nora i i could do that 
I think it might best serve the library if I stay here and prevent more spiders going up further. I was going to say, you act quite well as a uh, gatekeeper of sorts. I do keep a safe port in these troubled times. Garen turns and looks at him and looks at Harold. I think this gentleman seems to do a fine job here. Perhaps we should move on and leave him to his work. Yes, I agree. I would actually feel better that someone was watching our back as well, I suppose, you know, in case any spiders were coming at us from the other direction. Meredith looks slightly disappointed and then like looks at Steve and goes, but can, can, can Steve come? I think Steve will be safer here. The last thing you want is anything untoward to happen to him. <sighs> yeah. Come here, Stephen. Leave them alone. He kind of... The, Stephen, the book monkey, tugs on your sleeve a little bit, Meredith. I'm sorry, buddy. I can't come with you. You've got to stay here. Or you can't come with us. You've got to stay here. Come visit. Of course I will. Good. Good. Come visit, Stephen. Absolutely. You know I will. He uh, does that, like, hands in the air monkey walk and climbs <laughs> up onto Whitebeard. This is very, like, can I keep him? <laughs> you guys have been like... He lives no. here. He's much happier in his natural environment. <laughs> if you need to rest, I have some provisions here. And you can always come back up to me camp if you find yourself in trouble down below. Oh, very gracious of you. I'm sure we can keep that in mind. And if you inca- if you find Nora, tell her old Whitebeard's been holding the fort, as she asked me to. Okay. All right. Uh, so the four of you will continue to make your way further down into the library. Uh, as you walk through these books, these uh, bookshelves, cutting through, webbing, Garen turns to the three of you. Quite an unusual fellow. Hey, for someone who's only a few weeks old, he's actually doing pretty well. Uh, at that statement, he will stop and look at you. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Although I suppose in his mind, he is really, a, a, you know, he has all that experience of the the book that he came from. Pretty much. You know, however that enchantment works. I'm really glad that Bonin saw his value and kept him here. Mm. I can't quite place him, but I... Does seem very familiar. Right. Garen keeps keeps walking. I didn't get a chance to ask him last time what book he came from. Well, you've already said you'll come back and see Stephen, so yeah. I'm sure you can find out on that trip. I am very persuasive. <sighs> you are cutting through more webs now, and uh, Garen says, "Hold up, there are some ethereal webs that I need to cut my way through here." And he starts hacking at what looks like nothing, empty space to your eyes. Can I um, look at Garen while he's doing that and just kind of ask him, um, hey, Garen, why is it that you can see the ethereal plane? Oh, it's just part of who I am. Knowing what I know about the ethereal plane, would that be something that Potentia picks up on? Give me an arcana check. 22. Being able to see into the ethereal plane is not something you just do particularly often. Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, see invisibility cast at a higher spell level can see into the ethereal plane. There are spells that can do it, but, to but have he's it not as... casting. I haven't seen him cast any spells mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. You do know about uh, there were those magic stones back in 
shock and awe that granted various sights. Um, so you do know there are other ways in which someone can have have this sight. But, but it's, don't, didn't, weren't those things you also had to use? Like, I've not seen him using anything, so that's well, why I'm like... Those are stones like, that more... you replace your eyes with. You replace your eyes with those stones. Oh, that's right. So there are... And, you know, there are various magical effects that or items that could mm. grant such sights. The fact that he is head to toe in a suit of armor, gloves and mm. boots and things, so you don't actually know what he looks like, is unusual. Mm. Not completely uncommon in this world, um, but the fact he doesn't seem to have any ID that shows his face. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It is all deeply suspicious. You will be making your way further deeper into the library. You've reached the 10th level of the under library and you know from the last time you were here that you expected there to be a large chasm still. They've been making some repairs. There are some uh, beams that they have been putting in and ladders from one layer down to the next and, and so on and so forth. And you see at the bottom of this this eight-story drop. Chasm. Eight-story yep. eight chasm. Piles of books. Though that huge pile that you landed on before has been replaced uh. by just stacks of books. They have been stacking them and trying to sort them. Okay. So that's as, at the bottom of the chasm. Yes. The eight, uh, eight library levels worth of books all trying to organize and stack together as best they can. And there are webs that crisscross through this chasm. Mm-hmm. Um, the you're, You've kind of gotten used to this uh, almost continuous carpet of light webbing along the ground as you've been walking through. It's not sticky, it's just... Present. Present, it's just there. There appears to be more webbing as you get further down. Okay. Uh, and Harold starts to hear that clicking chitinous movement sound again. Hey, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM, Ben here, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DN Doctorates and to use the hashtag DN Doctorates when you talk about the show. I have a personal message here to be read out. This one is for Daphne from Beltis, uh, but it's going to be read out by Harold's sister, Martha. So I'm going to pass it over to her. Thank you, Ben. Daphne, it's been so great to have your company here on the other side. I hope Talram can get things together and bring you back to life. Since you seem eager to get back to the fight, it looks like you have your hands full. I haven't seen Zwad here. I guess you haven't managed to free his soul yet? I'm not sure anymore how long it's been, but it's good to see you again for a while. Thank you, Beldus. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that message. Uh, Daphne, sounds like someone out there is thinking of you. If you would like a message read out on the show by myself, Kate, Ross, Joe, or one of the characters on the show, 
perhaps you would like a message from Gore. You can find the link to our intro messages via our link tree and on our website dndoctorates.com. I'm looking for NPC names, so if you recommend the show and talk about the show on social media and tag at dndoctorates, uh, I will see it and possibly use your name to name an NPC in the future. Uh, keep an eye out, there's going to be an NPC coming up in future episodes during this arc, which was named after a fan who tweeted about the show. If you tweet about the show, I will add your name to my list of names and I will pull from it the next time I need to randomly assign a name to an NPC because now my players keep meeting people. I don't always have a name planned out for everybody. Have you seen our merch? We've got hoodies and shirts and stickers and badges and just all kinds of things. We currently have four designs on the website at merch.dndoctorates.com. We've got the Dungeons and Doctorates logo. You can get that on so many things. We have the Ferromasters University crest with the uh, the slogan underneath Suikamon Ithia Vixlor Visra. We also have the Ferromasters cubes and a Go Cubes shirt. You can check all those out once again at merch.dndoctorates.com. All uh, sale money goes towards things like hosting fees, paying the stuff that you know, keeps the show flowing. We don't pay for advertising, so word of mouth is how we get the show out there. If you really like the show, really appreciate it if you told your friends about the show and then you can leave a sneaky message for them when they finally catch up to the episode so recommend the show to your friends post about it on social media and then get us to leave a message for them when they get up to whatever episode we're putting out next uh that's it from me the next episode is coming out next thursday the 22nd of april so keep an eye out for that and also submit questions to the common room we've got a common room episode we're going to be recording within the week so get them in quickly so we can answer any questions you have about uh, story moments our character thought process in world lore questions if it's not a spoiler i'm happy to answer any of those kind of questions anyway i'll stop bothering you let's get back to this episode right now Hey, so I'm uh-huh. going to suggest that we don't use the same method that we used last time because um, to get down to the bottom there because I feel like we're just going to get stuck. What did you do last time? I cast Featherfall on everybody and we just kind of like floated down a little bit. It was pretty mm. nice and chill, except we got attacked by a giant scorpion at the bottom, which was less chill. Oh, significantly less, to be honest. It wasn't that oh, bad. We, we did absolutely like smash it to pieces, but... Yeah, it was, it was less chill than floating through the air. I see. Well, there are ladders. Perhaps we take those. Yeah, I think we probably should. Can you see anything that we can't? The webbing here is very thick. It's it is. difficult to make too much sense. I have a bunch of torches in my bag. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I would just like to... I'm just double-checking if I could do this magically or whether I need to... Um, I'm going to use prestidigitation to light one of those torches. I've got a few, I've got mm-hmm, ten. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hand a torch to everyone ignited okay. such that we can burn the webbing away rather than spending time hacking. Um, Slashing. Hacking. Yep. It also means that we can predominantly keep 
a minimum of two, if not three points of contact on any ladder that we might need to use. So no one needs to have swords and things of that nature um, mm-hmm. in hand in order to make their way around. Uh, but I quite poignantly tell Garen that I'll have that back at the end when we get down to the bottom, please. Of course. Knowing that the others will give me my stuff back. So. Or rather, if they don't, I know where they live. So I'll get my stuff back. Uh, as you begin climbing down these ladders, you get the impression that you are being observed. That that like, mm-hmm. prickle on the back of your neck. And as you burn your way through the webs, the, the webs become thicker. Garen says, there are even web, more webs here in the ethereal plane too. Uh, so as you make your way down the ladders, uh, Garen will occasionally have to stop and cut these ethereal webs with his sword in order for him to progress. Uh, he can see them and wants to get rid of them all. And as you make your way further, he points to certain parts of the room and says, I see a ball of webs over there that could be another egg sack and there's one over there as you make your way further and further down. You get to the layer just above the floor. So you're one level up still. And you see that these stacks of books are stacked up two floors high because of how many there are. But from here, you can see that there is actually a, a thick carpet of web on this ground layer that based on the doorway, you can see that leads to the 19th layer of this library. Mm-hmm. has to be at least three or four feet thick of webbing. If we stand on that and use it as like a floor to walk on, we're going to get stuck, aren't we? Is that a question you're asking me, the DM, or the players as, a, as um, Meredith? Can Meredith like test it out a little bit? So like she kind of tentatively reaches out and like taps her foot on it? Potentially we'll use, her, we'll use rope to help lower... Meredith down such that she can test it out because if we're a floor there, well, above, then there, you're not going to be able to reach ladder, it. There's a ladder that leads down. Oh, I thought you I might thought want I to stop. I was on the ladder. I thought you might, yeah, you're on the ladder still. You just stopped okay. before you committed to going down to this next level. Right. Um, Garen will say, it looks as though some of this web is sticky and some of it is traversable. Uh, and he will point out to you which parts of the web are the structural parts of the web, which is not sticky. And he'll point out the trappy, sticky parts of the web, which looks different. This is something that Joe knows. <laughs> we should be careful doing that, though, because, like, vibrations travel through this, the webs to alert spiders when there are things. Is this a thing that Meredith knows? Dunno, maybe. Give me a nature check. Ten. Uh, you would know that spiders sense vibrations in their webs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also know you've been walking and hacking and doing things this whole way, so you've been True. creating quite a, a, a vibrational commotion. But this is a lot of web. This is a lot of webs. Potentially just looks to the rest of the group. I mean, we've been burning our way through so far. Is there any harm in burning our way through some more? Well, there are a whole bunch of books underneath it. I guess my question is that's, that's one very easy way for us to get through without worrying about calling spiders to our location and or getting stuck. That's true, but there's a whole bunch of books. I don't disagree. But given the last time we were in exactly this position, I don't know that I particularly cared about the books. But but there's, there's a she whole bunch of books. She says, remembering that she nat 20 to 
book scorpion. Well, I think it was a little different when those books were animated and, you know, actively trying to take chunks out of us. Um, I'd rather not, you know, risk too many books, but... Well, Harold, you're familiar with nature. What do you, what do you propose that we do? I mean, as long as you can, you know, control the, the flame well enough, uh, maybe we can burn some of them away. I'm not proposing fireballing the entire base of the library, to be clear. I know how high the ceiling is, but I'm not proposing to fireball the bottom of the library. <laughs> no one ever, you know, goes in with the plan to fireball an entire library. Fire kind of gets away from you, right? Some tabaxis have an intent of fireballing entire cafes, if memory serves me correctly. Oh, don't even get me started on that guy. But... Anyway. Like, I trust you, and I think your skills are, you know, up to the task, but fire can be really unpredictable. I'm just proposing we use the torches that I've already given you, that we've already used, to melt through a whole bunch of the spiderweb on our way here to continue to do exactly the same thing. No, it's true, but there are books literally everywhere, and they're stacked two stories high. If something goes wrong, this is going to go very wrong. Well, I, th I think we'll just have to risk it for now because okay. we have to get down and... You're right, we do. We just have to be cautious is all. Pute just found herself like the back of a chair to lean against on this floor above mm -hmm. the bottom floor, just waiting for everyone to now make a decision. Part of the, the, the last bits of chunk of, of a f floor that remained as the this part of the library collapsed down. Yeah, with the, with the you know, arbitrary chair that just hasn't fallen off the edge it's just ended up there mm -hmm. or well, someone I, sat on to eat their snacks yeah eat their snacks or take a break while climbing up and down these ladders yeah you all seem like you can handle yourselves in a fight so i think we use the the torches to make our way methodically through and if worse comes to worse we can run Running is always an option. Very well, I will take the lead. And he descends the ladder with the torch. Who is second? Give me your marching order, please. Um, I will happily go second if people would prefer it. I don't mind. I don't think Meredith should bring up the rear, so I'll go third. Yeah, I think Harold will go last, because at least he can sort of keep an ear out or whatever to make sure that there's nothing... Mm -hmm. Sneaking up on them. Just going to sacrifice. <laughs> sacrifice Harold to the spiders. So you descend into these webs and begin melting your way through four feet high web. That's taller than Meredith. That's not okay. <laughs> you are making your way through when you're about halfway across the room. When Harold, you feel something prickling up your legs mm -hmm. you look down and don't see anything but you, you feel tiny little pricklies up your legs so what I'll do is I'll um, I'll unsheath my sword and just very like carefully like run it down the length of my leg without like cutting into myself but just sort of like almost like shaving distance mm -hmm. where I feel the, the prickle and just sort of see if I can, like with like a flicking motion and see if that affects anything. Okay. It doesn't appear to have any effect, but uh, 
your three companions in front of you notice you you lag behind slightly and Garen turns around and goes Harold your legs as a swarm of spiderlings shifts into the material plane on Harold uh, we're in combat woohoo 14 21 17 when they shift uh, this will be the surprise round surprise before we get to the proper top of combat um, Harold unfortunately is going to take six points of piercing damage and you have to make a constitution saving throw Ooh, five. You will take five points of poison damage. Meredith, you've turned around and you see these, this swarm of, of tiny spiders is crawling up Harold's legs and on the ground around him. Oh, I want to, like, try and shoot some of them with my crossbow, but I don't want to shoot Harold. You can shoot some of the ones on the ground around Harold. Yeah, I might try and do that. So she's going to pull out her crossbow and mm-hmm. fire at some of them. Um, All right. Cool. Roll to hit. Ooh, that is a 25. That'll hit. Yeah. Roll your damage. And then I'm going to cast eight points of damage or cause eight points of damage. Okay. Um, your bolt goes in and skewers two or three, it looks like. Uh, yeah. Do you move? If you wanted to move, um, which I'm going to treat the spider web as difficult terrain so you only get half your movement yeah i'm running to potentia because she needs to be out of the fighting uh i'm I'm okay with you stepping back but not into her square just like at the edge of your square yeah uh harold all right so i'm gonna take a few steps back to make sure that i'm not within 15 feet of anybody uh and i will cast thunder wave which is a dc 15 con save uh they fail that all right so basically all of the spiders are blasted 10 feet in every direction uh, and they take 15 thunder damage as well awesome uh, that will destroy and dissipate the swarm yeah <laughs> amazing <laughs> Potentia do you do anything can I I mean I would like to summon my familiar to pop into existence five feet above me so she's mm-hmm. fly- going to start flying around the group keeping eyes out for spiders because apparently we need a sec like an extra set of eyes even if it's not ethereal plane wise garen uh will have his sword drawn he's just keeping an eye out um potentially your familiar will screech as a phase spider climbs up out of this four foot of web on top of it and this is a proper phase spider a large phase spider this spider uh climbs its way up out of the webs um, you will all be able to see that its jaw is currently pried open. There is some kind of like wooden stick like lodged in its jaw, holding its jaw open. Mm-hmm. Um, Harold has the passive perception high enough to spot from where he is that it appears to be a wand of some kind that someone has perhaps jammed in its mouth, uh, preventing its mouth from closing fully. But it does not get a surprise attack against Garen because Potentia's familiar spotted it and it is going to first of all attempt it's going to try a strength check to free itself from this this thing lodged in its mouth it does not 
but it is going to try and uh, attack Garen with its one of its spidery legs. Whoop. Try that again. Uh, no, misses. And Garen, who was waiting for something like this to happen, will take the five foot step forward and slash at it, hitting it. Doing ooh, some good damage. All right. Then we are back to the top of initiative. Potentially, your familiar is up top. Essentially, I want her to like be trying to distract the spider by flying around it to okay. yeah, yeah. be a giant distraction. If that makes sense. Yes, she can do that. And also, like at the same time, she's still keeping an eye out for other ones. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. on Overwatch, basically. Yes, but also yep, yep. distract Judy. Meredith. Okay, couple of questions. Harold, did he get poisoned? Or did he uh, take poison damage? He took poison damage. He was not but poisoned. But he's not poisoned. Okay, cool. Yes. Excellent. How far away am I from the giant spider? The full-sized phase spider is 15 feet away from you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cross-bolt it, crossbow, fire it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm going to roll to All attack. Right. Roll attack. So it's 18. That hits. And then it's going to get eight damage. Okay. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to hit um, cast healing word first level at Harold. Harold, you're going to get, sorry, four points back. Cool. I only rolled one. Harold, I'm going to chuck a guiding bolt at it, I think. Okay. 17. That hits. It hit 12 points of radiant damage. Ooh. Nice. Uh, it does not look good. It's got it's got some real wounds on it. Harold, do you move? I'm going to stay where I am. I'm a little bit further back from everyone else, so there's a bit of bit of a gap. It's okay. not all bunched up together. Uh, potential. I would like to cast Firebolt at said spy boy. Um, mm-hmm. And because I have Elven Accuracy, I roll... I, and I have advantage because of yep. my familiar, yep, 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 I yep, roll... Yep. Do the three. 18 plus 6 is 24. That hits. And so then I roll 2d10. Nine points of burning. This this creature does not look good at all. And then we're on Garen. He is going to try stabbing this thing in the face. 20. He crit. Nice. So he hits it in the face. A large amount of this spider's face is its draw, which is currently held open by this wand. I'm going to roll and see if Garen hits the wand. Garen has a magic sword. She's hitting a magic wand held by a phase spider. The phase spider is going to explode with a force of wind that all of you are needing to make deck saving throws. Mm-hmm. Ooh, two. Ooh, I only got five. Uh, so she got a 15. She being your familiar? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I get a 22. And I'll roll for Garen as well. Okay, Garen rolls a 16. He stabs into this into this spider's mouth, skewering it from the inside as the wand is also cleaved in two. Oofed. And this phase spider explodes with a, a blast of wind that when Potentia looks back up, uh, she like looked away from the blast, didn't get spider goo in her face. Harold and Meredith aren't there anymore. 